0: You're listening to Festival Grass,
1: a podcast diving into the business and culture of the music festival world.
0: With your hosts,
1: Mario and
0: Sinead. Well, welcome everybody to the newscast in this week's edition Music Festivals, an Essential Experience of Love.
1: BPM Festival announces phase one lineup for 2021 Costa Rica edition.
0: Insomniac details new socially distanced audiovisual experience called the Electric Mile.
1: Anam Festival returns for 2021 as Albanian government approves use of rapid testing.
0: But first, the global eclipse 2020 in Patagonia. You can potentially get into Argentina, but no guarantees. So this is a follow-up, Sinead, of a story that I read back in August, the Global Eclipse Patagonia gathering, which was scheduled and apparently still scheduled to occur between December 10th and 16th this year in Patagonia, Argentina. And at that time, they said they'd only refund part of your ticket if you wanted a refund. And earlier this week, they followed up with another honestly surprising email about travel this time. The short of it, you can try to travel to Argentina and they can't guarantee if you'll actually get in. But if you gave them an intake form within 24 hours of their email sending, you just might, in asterisks, have a chance of getting into the country. Oh, my Lord. OK, so let's take a step back here and revisit the fact that COVID-19 is spiking again all over the world and cases have been skyrocketing and. In Argentina, they did close down the entire country. However, the event could, as far as they stipulated, would only feel responsible to refund tickets if they themselves canceled the event. However, there's nothing preventing them. At least Argentina has not told them that they cannot have this event. They simply are not allowing any foreign travel. Um, So this to me is, is quite interesting because they are treading the line here with toying and teasing their fans and their ticket payers or the ticker holders, basically saying, listen, if you guys can take a punt or take a chance and get into the country, we may not be able to help you. I just need to read the full email, Sinead. So it says, hey there, Eclipse chasers, we are getting closer to experiencing the magical dance of the cosmos together in the majestic nature of Patagonia. We have been delighted tracking travel restriction updates into Argentina in order to best support our patrons. We are excited to share that we have recently come across a potential opportunity to grant permission of entry to Argentina to travelers coming from other countries not yet allowed into Argentina. This option is open to patrons who are arriving via Ezeria Airport in Buenos Aires with reservations like yours within the total solar eclipse area. On behalf of the local authorities in Argentina who have provided this option to Eclipse chasers, we are currently extending this offer to you as a pass holder. Global Eclipse is not affiliated to this process, nor can we determine the outcome of the decisions the Argentine government will make regarding granting this access to travelers whose information we submit on their behalf. However, we have received this unique offer to help our patrons potentially access Argentina amidst the current travel restrictions. <laughs> Below, you will find a link to a form that will ask you information that is absolutely necessary to place you on the list for immigration purposes. And then they end it. We have also included the link to a recommended traveler's insurance as it will be required for entry to Argentina along with a negative PCR test taken no earlier than 72 hours before entering the country. We look forward to seeing the myriad of faces that make it to the spectacle against these crazy odds. You're <laughs> the global eclipse team, Sinead. Oh my Lord, what do you think?
1: I think that they're dangling a half-eaten carrot over their attendees' faces. You know, I remember uh, the last time we spoke about this festival, one of the attendees had said that their fear was that if they pursue a refund and pursue a charge back through their credit card or a lawsuit, that they may not actually get any money back But if and then lose their ticket altogether. But if they go to this festival or attempt to go to this festival and they don't get in to the country, then they lose this money all over again. So it seemed to them like a lose-lose situation. And hearing what they're offering as a solution is just ridiculous. Like you're saying, hey, you can try to do it this way, but you might not get to come into the country still. So now you're giving people this mild level of hope and potentially people who haven't booked travel yet are going to now book travel thinking that they could get into the country. So it just seems really shady to me. I don't want to sound like a pessimist all the time, but let's be real. Like this festival doesn't sound like they're really trying to help their patrons because if they were trying to help them, they would say like, hey, you have this option or you can get a refund or you can get a credit for the next year or something. Give them something that's not, chances are you might not get in the country, but you can try anyways.
0: Absolutely. Look, I I agree with you. I was on the fence last time I spoke about this story because I'm a huge fan of these particular festival producers having been to the Global Eclipse Gathering that was in Oregon back in 2017. Absolutely fantastic production. I could not have expected anything more. It was just, it was majestic. And I think they were trying to do it again and COVID hit them and they just they just aren't able to honestly do what they're supposed to do as professional festival producers. And that is to bite the bullet, take some financial losses and pay back their ticket holders if they can. And they, they must, they must give, you're right, they must give them something. Who is giving them advice on their PR? This is the worst possible handling of this situation. I'm certainly not impressed. I want to actually have them on a call. Maybe we can get them on a deep dive and pick their brain about why they would want to go in this direction. The whole entire email is essentially saying we are treading some kind of strange line between still keeping your trust and love and at the same time, stabbing you in the back with 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 a loss of your ticket. Like, it's just it's just insane what they're trying to do. And for them to even suggest that they have this like window of opportunity, except they're not affiliated with it. For all you know, you could get arrested at the Argentinian airport for having traveled illegally and be thrown into jail. Like, who knows? Like, they don't have anything to do with it, apparently.
1: And it's really unfortunate because it just shows you how. Well-prepared, and I'm sorry, unexperienced, some organizers are because they think that they can do something until they hit a crisis and they're absolutely lost on what to do next. And you can see the big difference between, you know, large-scale companies like Insomniac, long-standing festivals like Tomorrowland, things like that you see the difference in how things were handled. And I think that comes with experience and it's really beginning to show all around the world for all these different festivals.
0: Absolutely. And look, at the end of the day, Eclipse Chasers, right? When I, when I experienced the eclipse in 2017, it was, it was my first one. And having done it at a festival... Was one of the most magnificent experiences I've ever had in my entire life, and I'm certainly not the only one because everyone there had one as well. We were all in it together. It was it was incredible, and 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 I know that this is the worst possible outcome for this event because it, you don't. It's every four years, right? Like there, you. It's not like you can just have one in six months. You can't postpone this this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for a lot of people. So I can see it from the side of the festival where they really, they have no choice but to go forward. And if the Argentinian government is not closing them down, then they will do it. But there's another concerning issue here, today: is that there's no photos of the finished festival site. There's no photos of the infrastructure. We don't know how they're going to get in any of the talent because the, the talent can't fly there. And there's no way that touring DJs are going to be allowed in there.
1: This really concerns me. And I can see it comes from a point of desperation. As you mentioned, you know, you can only have this event every four years and you can't really postpone it since you're chasing the eclipse. But if this just screams fire fest, like I, I just am honestly feeling worried about the disaster that's going to come. And I hope that we follow this news story closely as uh, we get closer to the date.
0: Yeah, look, it's great thing about the ending of this article. It says you can chase the eclipse in ways that don't involve risking your life and the lives of others with potential COVID exposure. Make safe decisions, wear a mask and don't risk your life for a party.
1: BPM Festival announces phase one lineup for 2021 Costa Rica edition. So obviously BPM is confident that they'll be hosting a live in-person event in early spring of 2020. They've now announced their long-awaited lineup which features performances from dance music's finest tastemakers. But that means that this anticipated event returns to Costa Rica for five days and nights at the beginning of March. Within Costa Rica, essential services, public transport, hospitals, and all that are operating normally with facial coverings required in all public spaces and indoor areas when eating and drinking is not allowed. So in terms of what they're doing for COVID precautions, Costa Rica's on the less strict end of things. They're not in a lockdown really the only rule is wearing a mask and then it's business as usual. So for travelers, American citizens from all 50 states and citizens from the European zone are permitted to enter Costa Rica via air. Visitors traveling to Costa Rica for this festival have to provide proof of medical insurance to cover all potential COVID-19 related issues. And anybody entering the country also has to fill out a mandatory health pass form which after doing some research included proof of medical coverage and extended accommodation coverage, as well as a statement that you're free from COVID symptoms. So they don't even actually have to prove that they're COVID free. They just have to state that they don't have any symptoms, which to me is a slippery slope of dishonesty. (laughs) However, in maintaining the BPM's festival ethos of transparency, in the event of postponement, they will offer refunds or credits issued to the attendees who request. If you're in a country or state that no longer allows travel closer to the date, you are actually able to refund your ticket from February 25th to March 2nd, and the event itself is on March 3rd. If your country does not create any travel restrictions, then if you wanted a refund, you'd have to request it prior to February 24th. Also, it should be noted that the refunds only grant 85% of their face value, and they don't include any of the service charges or fees.
0: Well, we're starting to see the modified refund ticketing structure. It seems like there's enough of a window there to, you know, get a fair bit of, of your money back. If in that first week right before the festival, you know, all hell breaks loose in your country or whatever and uh, you can't fly, then maybe that's a different story. But, you know, from the festival's perspective, like I'm OK with them going forward if if the country of Costa Rica is allowing it at that time. We are talking about, you know, late winter here. So we're not talking about right now. The one in Argentina, which we just spoke about, I think is a different story because so many people can't get there. I think a lot more people will be able to travel. The vaccines will have started to have rolled out by early March of next year. So I think you're going to see a changing or a shifting of the restrictions uh, worldwide. I am so sad that Envision 2021 was canceled. They made this decision a long time ago uh, back in August. They preemptively didn't choose to go forward, and BPM has chosen to go forward. And so, if things look good, I might pull the trigger and go to this one because I've never been to it. Have you been to a BPM festival? I have not, no. I had heard about it a lot, and I actually thought that it was in Playa del Carmen. That's where it started. It started in 2008, and it was founded by Craig Pettigrew and Philip. Pulitano, and originally it stood for BPM. I thought it was beats per minute, but no, it's actually bartenders, promoters, musicians. That's that's it's the acronym for those words. And it was created in 2008 as a post New Year's Eve gathering of industry professionals out of New York, and it has since grown to 70,000 plus. But what happened was on 16th of January 2017. Four people were killed and 15 were wounded by a lone shooter during a closing event for the festival at the Blue Parrot nightclub. At the time, the mayor, Cristina Torres Gomez, stated in EI Universal paper down there that the city's stance was to no longer allow BPM's organizers to hold events there. And then the president of Riviera Maya's Business Coordinating Council, who has a lot of authority, called for a ban of all electronic dance music events in the region, stating that, quote, we don't want BPM here anymore or any other similar event. We don't want it. And we thank the authorities who are listening. So later that year in April 2017, it was announced that the event would from then on be held at Praia del Rocha, Portugal, for the first time. And that happened in 2017 in September And of course, they now have the one in Costa Rica, the BPM Festival. Then they have one in Ibiza, which is actually also still scheduled to go forward, that being in late April, early May. And then the one in Portugal was canceled, which would have been this past September. And then also the one in Malta, which was this past September. And they also have one in Tel Aviv, which is also in September, kind of strange. They just go hard in September, I guess. So we may look forward to having that next year in September. But I also want to see Danny Tenaglia. Come on, Grammy-nominated record producer, three-time International Dance Music Award winner, three-time DJ Award winner, and two-time Music Awards recipient, Danny Tenaglia. Be sure to keep tuning in weekly for our Music Festival newscast
1: and subscribe to our Deep Dives, our bi-monthly in-depth topical discussion show with interviews and guests that will bring you insight and knowledge. Link in the show notes.
0: All right, Insomniac details new socially distanced audio visual experience called the Electric Mile. So it's opening its doors on January 1st in Santa Anita Park, just outside of Los Angeles. The multi day in car party will host an array of exemplary over the top Insomniac experiences. This includes seven unique worlds representing Insomniac's most beloved festival brands, including EDC beyond wonderland nocturnal wonderland escape and countdown new year's eve electric mile will play host to more than 500 art installations 5 million lights as well as other insomniac event staple decorations including lasers disco balls light up mushrooms and much more in an effort to comply with covid 19 restrictions electric mile will not permit any attendees to exit their vehicles with a maximum limit of eight people per vehicle. I imagine they're allowing limousines. The one hour rave parade will feature music that is synced to the aforementioned Insomniac Worlds, soundtracked by the seasoned ears of Pascal Rotella, who also shared his insight behind Electric Mile, explaining, in quotes For almost a decade, I've wanted to create an experience that captures the magic of our festivals. Not only for all of you headliners who he calls the ticket holders, but also something fun for the whole family. As a dad and still a kid at heart myself, this project has been a huge passion for me. Creating something that can wow both our festival goers and families alike has been an amazing challenge. I can't wait to experience this new adventure with all of you. The all-ages event, a begins at a price of 70 US dollars per vehicle.
1: I think that this sounds really cool, especially considering the visual experience that Insomniac gives you. Like, I have to say that's something that if you look through any of their events, that is something that they really hold high standards to. And I can imagine this drive-through event being really incredible.
0: I agree. Um, I I love the way it's called the one-hour rave parade. Look, R- Pascal Rotella, he's a rock star. He's a founder and CEO of Insomniac Events, and he understands what festival production is all about. He's definitely a world-class producer. And, you know, he's he's ensuring that electronic music fans are are being entertained into the new year, going into a winter that's going to, you know, possibly be one of the darkest we've seen in a while in terms of Just a lot of hardship. Let's just put it that way. And to create this one hour drive inside the safety of your own car, even for 70 bucks, I think it's worth it. I I love how he referenced the fact that as a dad, he's still a kid at heart himself, and he's created this for the whole family. So, you know, you can bring your kids in the car safely and just appreciate and, and witness this magical light show tuned to the music.
1: And how cool would it be to go in a limo through this like drive through event where nobody has to be responsible for driving and they can all just kind of like dance around in the back of the limo seated, but dancing, you know, everyone having a great time.
0: Would you like to be on the show if you or someone you know is a journalist with a relevant article topic or can speak to a story we have covered, please click or forward the guest sign up link in the show notes. We'd love to have you on. Don't be shy.
1: Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. UNM Festival returns for 2021 as Albanian government approves use of rap testing. This festival returns to the gorgeous beaches and pine forests of Shenying on the Albanian Riviera from June 3rd to 7th in 2021. After careful discussions with their Ministry of Tourism and Environment and the Ministry of Health, all necessary measures will be undertaken to ensure that rapid tests will be offered at this open-air festival venue so that people can enjoy world-class music in a stunning, sun-kissed setting next summer. This actually makes Albania the first country in the world to approve testing for social and cultural events. This five-day festival has both hope and opportunity on their side to make their festival safe for attendees. Organizers believe that in addition to the rapid tests, the vaccine will be released in time for their festival's upcoming summer event. However, Mario, after looking on their event website, including their FAQs, they don't actually address any measures for COVID safety, travel restrictions, or ticket resolutions. So it appears that they may be clinging on to the hope and have the opportunity. But with little effort shown, they are definitely lacking in prepping for attendee safety and risk management overall.
0: Definitely in stark contrast to the BPM article and and festival we just talked about, which had a very detailed outline of of not just the country and the region and what's required, but also their policies towards the worst case scenario. And you're right, I don't hear anything of the sort in this case. And that is worrying because... Look, you're traveling to a part of the world. I mean, if you live in that region, that's one thing. We're talking about anyone who's traveling from somewhere to there. Look, I think when festivals themselves, and you're right, Sinead, you, you kind of picked up on this, your spidey sense is... Tell you this, right? That when a festival doesn't provide the kind of professional statements and established refund and ticketing policies, especially at a time that we're like this, that we're going into 2021 is not a guaranteed successful year for festivals. It is still a massive crapshoot where every decision anyone makes from festival production to ticket buyer is basically going to be a roll of the dice. You do not know. And it doesn't it it all depends on where the festival is, what your country allows, what travel restrictions by plane might might be. And it's just going to be a minefield out there. And I think if you want to buy tickets to support festivals, that's a great thing. I'm a big proponent of that. But the festivals have to, they, the onus is on them to make the ticket purchaser comfortable in their support of their event. And if you can't do that as a festival producer, I'm sorry, you're just not a world-class professional production.
1: That and in addition to that, I just feel like if you're ready to make a statement publicly and you say, wow, we have rapid testing and vaccines are coming our way have a proper statement. Say, in addition to all of that, we know safety is a priority and this is what we're going to do. Because as of right now, it looks like the the fail safe to the success of this festival is rapid testing and that's it. Which, you know, could not, like it might not be the case. They may have this great plan and they just didn't update their website. So it's just, you know, really being mindful as an organizer, put things in a certain motion. If you're going to make a statement, have some information to back it up and... Leave your attendees well-informed.
0: Absolutely. And look, we know we've talked about this. Rapid testing is not going to be enough. It won't. You need to show, show proof that you got vaccinated or um, that you did a PCR test, which is the, the most accurate way to know whether you're infected. And the reason for this is that those rapid tests, they only work if you are actually symptomatic. If you're still in the incubation period of the virus, which is about three to five days, you could walk into that festival and actually be symptomatic at the festival and infect everyone you come into contact with. So it's no, it's a hard no. You don't do this. As a festival producer, you should at least even tell people that there's there's certain steps. It's not just about the rapid testing, but they did mention vaccines there as well, I know. But... They just didn't put their best foot forward here. And maybe this is a realization that not every festival knows how to handle these these strange circumstances, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I want this festival to go forward because um, I was reading just just a little bit about it before. And it's in a part of the world that I've never seen. And it would be amazing for me even to go. I mean, I'm just imagining, I'm dreaming about going to this, this sort of far off land just experiencing something I've never experienced at at a festival. But I want to know that when I get there, that I've trusted the people who are running it to do the best they can to make sure that my safety and the safety of others around me is taken care of. And going into 2021, we know this is the paramount topic on everyone's mind. And it then I think just trickles into, well, if you can't get this right, then Am I going to be sure that you're going to have enough water there for me? Am I going to be sure that you're going to have enough lights? If I need medical attention for me or my friends, is it going to come fast or am I going to or am I going to risk death? Like it just opens a can of worms, right?
1: It does. And in addition to your questions that you've just listed off, what if somebody does get covid at your festival? Do you have a plan on how you're going to handle that? Let your attendees know. Put them at ease knowing okay, you know, we we have this covid tracing app in our phone. And when we sign in at our hotel, they have our names and things like this so that they can feel safe knowing if something does happen, there's steps that they can take.
0: And finally, music festivals, an essential experience of love. Now, I found this article by Javier Hans on Medium, and it's recounting communal love in times of physical distancing. And I just thought it was just such a great read because I'm a festival lover, you're a festival lover. I know that our fans, the people who listen are probably festival lovers themselves. And I just thought it'd be worth, I don't know, it just touched me when I read it. So I think I'll read it for you guys. It says, why are we drawn to music festivals in wildly large scores of collectives? Why do we as a species love banding for and bonding to organized and sometimes disorganized styles of music? What is it about groups of people converging at a certain spot to listen to dance to, sing to beats, lyrics, and symphonies of various types, whereby a largely homogeneous source of stimuli bursts open a floodgate of love, joy, and camaraderie? Why do we leave every music festival feeling exhausted, spent, legless, and dehydrated, but optimistic, excited, hopeful, calm, encouraged, happy, and connected? Why does every being of the human species and her aunts have to attend at least one music festival in their lives to reveal the answers to the questions above. I'm going to run you through a music festival I attended with a bunch of friends, old and new, in January this year. It took place in India. Please bear in mind that me outlining to you my experience of a music festival is unrelated to the genre of music I love because from the outset, I'm going to presume that the reader is sufficiently intelligent to choose a festival with a genre that sits well with his or her predilection and broad liking of personally meaningful music, irrespective of culture, language, or time period. The organization hosting the event is a global electronic music brand with shows that they've successfully held across the seas. This was their first point of entry into the Indian electronic music space, and no better venue to pick than the very thumping heart of this genre in India, Bangalore. Scrolling through the initial lineup of artists, my friends and I instinctively, wordlessly, knew that this festival was right down our alley. Good music of our choice binds us together. And through the year, each year, my friends and I constantly exchanging, reviewing, admiring, and critiquing electronic music across the wide spectrum on the internet. After a bit of convincing, cajoling, emotional blackmailing, and cornering, every member of the group finally booked flights and festival passes about two weeks before the event. Adrenaline rushed in. We created a WhatsApp group on the fly dedicated to sharing futile news, swinging emotions, personal anxieties, and sudden moments of anticipation with each member of the group. The group was dripping in nonstop messages, music sets, set timings, favorite artists, and information about the amenities provided. So come festival day, the brewing energy yanked us out of the house at an early hour. We had our sneakers and bright festival sunglasses to match. It was on. We were among the first few to arrive on day one of two. The music started around 1 p.m. and was kept flowing through the speakers till about 1 a.m. For a festival lover, a music lover, an electronic music lover, that's 12 hours of reverie, hope, escape, engagement, enlightenment, and intense emotion. For many... It's among the most radically fulfilling human experiences. If you've been to a music festival of your choice and concur, you know there's weight in what I've just written. There's a reason we've been covenanting in groups to the sound of music since the dawn of recorded history. It tugs straight at the heart and transcends any man-made language. It's universal. For several moments during a music festival, we may find ourselves shedding our worldly identities and placing them to the side where we haven't discarded them, but we have momentarily blurred out everything that defines our daily existence and living. We are no longer the woman or man at the office completing spreadsheets or the woman or man at home running chores. We are not our first names, nor are we our last names. That garb is sidelined. Wish to be the lone dancer in the crowd? Go for it. Wish to be the contrarian rebel? Shoot. Wish to be the guru having an enlightened experience? Hit it wish to be the character from Avatar or Star Trek, the stage is yours. As members of a highly charged audience, we have a metaphorical blank canvas laid out in front of us. And for those few hours of energetic music, we can paint our most fantastical and desired aliases on that canvas and embody them wholly unrestricted and free. This can be mystically therapeutic and satisfying because once the music stops and we pick our identity up to wear it again, that identity has a new and novel piece of human experience attached to it the experience of an enthralling ecstatic communal music carnival and if done with friends and family it can magnify this whole inner experience tenfold leaving us wanting to come back for a little more or a lot more but don't just believe me go lose yourself at a music festival of your choice when the pandemic passes you may return to reality refreshed, restored, and vibrantly renewed. Carpet diem. Well, thanks everyone for joining us on another week's Festival Grasp.
1: Make sure to subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts Spotify or via your chosen podcast collector. So you'll never miss us talking into your ears again.
0: And while you're at it, if you find value in what we are discussing, rate us on Apple Podcasts. It's like telling a friend about it, but better. And it gives us a chance in that big old world out there. I know we're just getting to know each other but come on, show us some love.
1: We're here for you, you're here for us. So let's do this thing. To sign up as an expert guest on the show, to leave us a question or message, or to jar tip your support, follow the appropriate link in
0: the show notes. Be sure to keep tuning in weekly for our Music Festival newscast and subscribe to Deep Dives, our bi monthly in depth topical discussion show with interviews and guests that will bring you insight and knowledge. Link in the show notes. This podcast edited by GBA Recordings. For me, Mario. And Shanae. See you next time. Bye.